attempt to golf better at Edwin Watts Golf. Episode 159. Hello everyone, my name is Tom Brussell and thanks so much for joining us. Whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time subscriber to the podcast, either way, it doesn't matter. We found You found us here today, we found you. I've got my loyal companion, Carrie Cabase, Vice President of Purchasing, but also, many of you don't know this, college football expert in the house of the greatest conference from the greatest conference in college football, the Southeastern Conference. Kerry, thanks for joining us. I'm glad to be here. I've been uh, watching SEC football all my life. Uh, I have memories of sitting on my father's lap at uh, Cliff Hare Stadium watching uh, the 1957 Auburn Championship uh, team, and uh, I just fell in love with college football. Uh, obviously, I'm an Auburn grad, so I'm a big Auburn fan, but uh, just SEC in general, just love watching uh, the greatest uh, conference in, in all of football every every year. Some would call it Auburn grad, some would call it brainwashed, but in any way, you're part of it. I'm a loyal Alabama fan. My dad started taking me to games when I was seven years old. You said Cliff Harris Stadium. Mine was Ladd Stadium in Mobile, Alabama, when they would play a game down there every year. Things have changed quite a bit, but the passion is still there. It's that time of year. It's a time of year for PGA Tour playoffs. But down in the south, this is the heartland, this is the hotbed, it's time for college football. And we thought that we would bring our unbiased, our prognostications and predictions to you fans out there. Take them for what you what you want, what they're worth, but have a little fun and predict what we think is going to happen in this conference that has won seven straight national championships. I believe it's eight out of the last nine national championships. And in the state of Ohio, they've had to actually – uh, you know, buy property tax because they own Ohio State. They do, basically. They don't want to stay, but I tell you what, Urban Meyer is at Ohio State right now, and uh, uh, I tell you what, I think he's going to own that conference up there. You know, obviously a great coach, great recruiter, and he'll bring the intensity of uh, the SEC up there, and uh, there'll be a very strong program over the next few years with him there. All right, you ready to talk about the greatest conference in football? Let's do it. Let's go. Southeastern Conference, as Keith Jackson would say, whoa, Nelly, the greatest conference in college football. It busted into east and to west. The east carry, it's, it's kind of crazy over there. They're a little different in that they have all their fun early, some big-time big time, uh, season-ending implications early in the season. They do. Uh, Georgia and South Carolina, second game of the season. You know, literally the winner of that game almost like has a two-game lead over the other team. Uh, by winning the game in a head-to-head competition like that. So you're exactly right, Tom. Uh, Georgia has a very tough schedule starting out. They open with Clemson, which I think is a uh, a tough game for them on the road and have to come back the very next week and play South Carolina. Then a couple games after they have to play LSU at home. So I think you'll know a lot about Georgia really after the first month of the season. If they were to slip against Clemson or against South Carolina, in the old days before the BCS, if the old uh, uh, credo was, if you're going to lose, lose early. Do they get a bit of a pass on that, or do you know? I think they do. I think if they could lose to a team like Clemson and and then uh, go on and win the uh, win the East, I think they'll be okay. They have a lot of games. You know, obviously LSU, the Florida game, they have a way to get back. I, I think that's the one. I think if they were to lose a conference game, though, it makes it really, really tough because by losing to South Carolina – 
again, they like where be two games. South Carolina would have to lose two games in the conference, and they'd have to run the Georgia have to run the table to win it. So I, I think that uh, that first conference game is huge for both those teams. Well, South Carolina, you talk about the South Carolina, you talk about the brain, the the evil genius Steve Spurrier, but now they're talking about a guy named the, <laughs> they call him the freak in clowning. Uh, I think he's the best player in college football. I don't think anybody would doubt that he would have been a number one draft pick if he had come out this year. So I think Steve's done a fantastic job. What I, I think he's evolved as a coach over there. It's not so much fun and gun. I mean, the South Carolina teams the last few years have played very, very good defense. They've run the ball well. Uh, they've been more balanced. And uh, I just think he has a very, very solid team. I'm picking them actually to win the East this year. I think he, uh, coming off two back-to-back 11-2 seasons, he's got a veteran quarterback, plus he has a good backup quarterback there. I think South Carolina is, this year is the team to beat. Let's talk about going a little bit south from South Carolina down into Gainesville with Will Muschamp. Kind of like what he's doing down there. I'm not sure all the pieces are there yet, but they're uh, they got a tough schedule and they're going to they're going to they're going to be right in it as well. No question. Uh, obviously, they have to play LSU uh, out of the West, which is their uh, natural rival, which is a very tough game. But I think they may have. Uh, a quarterback in Jeff Driscoll that may be talent-wise as good as any quarterback in the conference. Uh, big kid, uh, uh, took over the starting job last year. They're real high on him. I think there's a huge upside uh, uh, this year with uh, Driscoll at quarterback, and I think uh, Will Muschamp's Gator is going to be right there. I think Driscoll's confidence is soaring in the offseason after the spring game. I think you're right. He's going to be right there. Florida's going to be right in it again. They've got to play LSU. That's their other side of the conference nemesis, and that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I mean, uh, uh, conversely, you know, you, you look at Alabama, their two uh, conference uh, games that they play on the East, they play Kentucky and Tennessee. LSU has to play Georgia and Florida, which is a huge disadvantage to them. But, you know, that's just the way the schedule works out sometimes. So um, you're, you're right. Uh, the, these tough teams, uh, if you can dodge them, it sure makes the path to winning the title a lot easier. Circle the date. It's October 12th when the Gators visit the Bayou Bengals down in Baton Rouge. As we go down the rest of the conference, a couple of new coaches, Tennessee and uh, and uh, the Joker Phillip, uh, Joker Phillips era is over at Kentucky. Stoops is in there. They're selling a lot of tickets. Yeah, and I think Mark Stoops has done a really, really good job recruiting. If you look at the recruiting services for uh, his first class coming next year, he's right there. So, you know, I think there's uh, there's a lot of enthusiasm at uh, Kentucky. They're, they're a few years away, obviously, like that. But the guy's got a great pedigree, obviously, uh, in the coaching uh, with his, his brother Bob. And I, I think uh, they'll see improvement. But right now, they're not they're not ready to challenge anybody. And then, of course, there's kind of the misfit, the, <laughs> the stepchild or whatever, Missouri in the in, in, yeah. in the Eastern Conference, I you know, just don't see a whole lot there. They're happy to be there. They're going to they're going to draw some crowds at home this year, but I don't see anything there. Well, they have a good, talented team. Uh, this Franklin kid who's been injured a lot is a talented quarterback. They got the number one uh, receiver last year, uh, Green Dorian Green. That uh, so I think he's got talent, but I think this is a big year for Gary Pinkle. I think if they don't play well this year, he's on the hot seat. This could be uh, a make-or-break season for him. October 19th, they host the Gators. October 26th, they host South Carolina. And on November 2nd, they host Tennessee. So three big weeks up in Missouri. And he has to play Texas A&M since that's their natural right. rival too, which will be a tough game for him. So, you know, uh, as I look at the East to wrap it up, you want to, Tom? Yep. Here's who I've got my top team. i got South Carolina winning it. I think that the – you know, very likely uh, them playing Florida uh, later in the season will determine my, who win that uh, wins that division. So I've got South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, 
Uh, Vanderbilt, who I think is uh, Franklin's done a fantastic job there. They're a very competitive team. They they will uh, be a problem for some of these. If you don't look, uh, you overlook them, you can get beat by them. I have them coming in fourth, followed by Tennessee, Missouri, and Kentucky. You and I haven't shared this before either, but uh, we haven't shared our picks. But I have kind of the same thing. My, my philosophy on this is a little bit. I see a spoiler in each side of the, each side of the conference. I see the spoiler being Vanderbilt. You've got the top three in the East being South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida. I see Vanderbilt not only beating one of them, beating two of them. And I see South Carolina losing. It's the week after the Georgia game. It's a down game, but I still have South Carolina winning the conference. Their side of the conference at seven and one, followed by Georgia and Florida six and two, Vanderbilt. Four and four, Tennessee, two and six, Kentucky, one and seven, and Missouri. I don't see them. Uh, I don't see them winning the game. Could happen. I Good. mean, uh, tough schedule. I mean, uh, I think they have enough weapons to win uh, a couple of conference games, personally. But uh, um, I'm with you. I think uh, I think the East is very, very competitive. And, and you're right, Vanderbilt could be a huge spoiler there. But talent wise, I think this is Spurrier's year uh, to to win and uh, you know uh, move it on to Atlanta. Take it to a commercial break and come back to the Western Division of the Southeastern Conference. We'll be right back with SEC Preview here on Golf Better at edwinwattsgolf.com. Test out, tune up, and tee off at Edwin Watts Golf, your number one source for equipment, apparel, and accessories from the game's leading brand. Whether you're an elite golfer, a newcomer to the game, a lady golfer, or a junior, Edwin Watts Golf offers the widest selection of products to fit your game and style. So visit edwinwattsgolf.com or stop by one of the 90 locations throughout the country. Edwin Watts Golf is fully stocked with the hottest new clubs and balls for the season, and the wide selection of trendy apparel and shoes will have you teeing off in style. You can Use the in-store launch monitors and simulators to demo the hottest new clubs from TaylorMade, Callaway, Titleist, Ping, Mizuno, Cleveland, Nike, Adams, Cobra, Wilson, and many more. And the Watts Guys custom fitting experts will match you with the best equipment to fit your game. Visit a location near you. Speak to an Edwin Watts Golf expert on the phone at 1-800-874-0146 or shop online at www.edwinwattsgolf.com. Edwin Watts Golf, simply a better fit for your game. Welcome back on this inaugural SEC preview edition of Golf Better. Who would have thought on a golf episode we'd be doing this? But, hey, we live it. We sell a lot of collegiate merchandise, Gary. We really do. We do. You go into our stores. uh, We make sure this time of the year, uh, you know, in in Birmingham, Alabama, there's plenty of Alabama and Auburn uh, apparel and, uh, you know, accessories to buy. Uh, In Baton Rouge, uh, our store there, you know they're loaded with – with uh, LSU uh, F- Tigers uh, products, so all throughout our st- we have a lot of stores. We have two stores in Columbia, South Carolina. So you know we're all over the southeast, and we're really big into uh, collegiate uh, you know, accessories and outerwear and you know apparel. So it's a big part of our business. Well, you can't talk about the Western Division of the SEC without talking about, as Keith Jackson would say, it the Crimson Tide of Alabama. Well, I think this is one of uh, Saban's best teams. I think offensively, this may be the best team he's had since he's been in Alabama. He's got a, obviously a veteran quarterback, and you know I've, I've 
told people this before. I mean, A.J. McCarron right now, if you if you go by titles, is the greatest college quarterback of all time. He won a, as a redshirt freshman, he was on the 2009 championship team, and he's obviously won the last two. I think he has a very, very good chance to win three in a row. And think about that. If you ever thought that there'd be a quarterback in this era that could win three national championships as a starter is astounding. But I think they got a great chance. I mean, he's loaded with a, a great receiving core. I think the best receivers, group of receivers they've had there in a long time. Great running backs. I mean, they just keep turning them out. T.J. Yeldon's a, obviously proved last year as a freshman. He can play in the conference. Probably the best thing that happened to that receiving core last year was bad things with Kenny Bell breaking the foot and with the yes. Andrew uh, White going down and these young men having to get experience and having to get baptized by fire, and, boy, they're loaded now. They're loaded. They're going to be really fun to watch. I mean, uh, you think of Alabama, you know, they love to run the football, and they always – do that well, but I think their vertical passing game this year will be second to none, and it just pre- would create so much problems for defenses to stop a team that can, if they need to grind it out, bring two tight ends and just run it down your throat, they'll do it. But if you, hey, they open it up and, and get the four receivers set out there, they're going to throw all over you with really t- got game breakers, guys that can stretch the field, and um, and you got a veteran quarterback who will get the ball to them. So I think. Uh, you know, you look at their schedule, I, I don't see them getting beat this year. I really don't. I think they, they start with Virginia Tech. Um, when's the last time Virginia Tech was a 20-point underdog going into the opening game? But that's just the difference, uh, you know, the way it is with Alabama. They have a week off. They play A&M, which is the only game that you may feel like that uh, they have a chance to lose. That's on the road. But I think they win that game also. And as I said earlier, they, they play Tennessee and Kentucky on the east, so they don't have a strong game there. And I don't see LSU beating them at Tuscaloosa. And um, I think they run the table, and uh, they'll be playing for their uh, third in a row. The go figures with Alabama, obviously some new faces at offensive line, but you know Ryan uh, Kelly comes in at center. He's played sparingly, and is already a Remington nominee. You know, <laughs> the, yeah. the, the, uh, the defensive backs, some are a little young, but look who really coaches the DBs there. Yeah. And the big question mark to me is, and it, everybody just takes it for granted, is A.J. McCarron is one hit away from we're seeing Blake Sims on the field and the whole dynamics change. And I remember the year Auburn came to play Alabama when they had Jason Campbell, Ronnie Brown, Cadillac Williams, Carlos Rogers. Alabama was playing their third-team quarterback, and you just yeah. don't know what's going to happen. You hope hope, hope thing, good things happen, but McCarron is a go-figure if he were to go down. Well, I mean, he's the you know he is the most experienced quarterback in the country. I mean, he's uh, you know, he came back for his fifth year, which uh, you give, give him a lot of credit for doing that. But uh, yeah, I mean, if he were something were to happen to him, and hopefully that doesn't, you know, he'll be. Uh, He'll be leading them uh, to a title, in my opinion. Yeah, our next two picks, we still have the same picks. I think they're reversed. You've got A&M above LSU. I've got them right there as well, uh, LSU right above A&M. But I have LSU. You don't sniff it. But I, 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 I feel them beating Alabama and Tuscaloosa. They have success in Tuscaloosa. Alabama has success in Baton Rouge. The last time Alabama beat LSU in Tuscaloosa, I think, was nine, and then you have to go back before that. So the visitors normally have the, somehow they they have some success when they when they travel. But LSU, Ole Miss, LSU, what concerns me a little bit is they brought in for a good thing a pro a pro coach Cam Cameron to run that offense. Florida tried that with a pro coach a few years ago, didn't work real well. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think LSU is uh, has a really a, a, the problem is the schedule. I mean, they have to play they, as I said earlier. They got to play. They got to play Georgia and Florida. You know, I think by the time they play, they play Alabama. I think their their worries about being a beat up football team. I mean, going through the rigors of the SEC, uh, it's a late in the year game. You've played games like this. You just wonder, you know, what type of team comes into Tuscaloosa physically. I think it, it's such a, a tough 
tough uh, road uh, to hoe, and they have the toughest schedule. Kerry, talk about A&M as, as if nobody has been talking about a No one has been talking about A&M. They've been talking about one kid. Yeah, and it's a shame because I think they got a really good football team. And I think that, uh, you know, I hope that this doesn't turn into what an Arkansas was last year when you had the problem with the head coach and he left. And I think they were poised to be a really, really good football team. And I'm almost worried that you could this could happen to A&M, that this thing with Manziel gets out of control and then, you know, they lose focus on, uh, on the season and, you know, their season turns into disaster. So, yeah, I, I, what we heard today is that, you know, Johnny stated he didn't take any money for this. So I think I think you got to play the guy. I don't see how you can, if he says uh, this is what happened, you got to go with it until they find out something different. And understand, you said we heard that today. Yeah. Because I was on the, yeah. I was on the Tim Brando show a few weeks ago for something else. Yeah. And the talk that day was the article in the ESPN magazine. There was yeah. nothing about this. Something, it seems like something pops up every week yeah, on something, something else, you know? And again, I, I hate to see it happen because it loses focus on the thing. But yeah. I, I've heard Johnny's been unbelievable in practice. I mean, this guy's a dynamic quarterback. He's a game changer. He's the type of guy that can turn a bad play into a big play. And uh, you just hope that all this is put behind before the season starts and you know literally maybe the biggest football game of the season is you know their third game Alabama's second game hey, whoever wins that game you know you got to feel like it's got a great chance to run to go all the way so I just hope that he's uh, he's able to play I think anyone is a competitor you want to play against the best I know everybody in the conference hopes that Johnny can play and you know uh, just make this uh, you know a, a unbelievable this could be an unbelievable year in the West uh, with great talented teams I mean I got Alabama obviously winning and I think they're going defeated I have A&M second followed by LSU, a very good Ole Miss team who's got a lot of talent. Uh, they could be a little spoiler in there. And then I have the last three, and you can almost kind of flip a coin with these, but I got Auburn, Mississippi State, and then Arkansas is how I've got the top, you know, the top teams in the, in the conference. But uh, there are some sleeper games out there, and there, you know, this this West Division is just so brutal. I mean, uh, I mean, think about it. A couple of years ago, we had the top three teams in the country yeah. in the West. Yeah, and, and, and guess what? Late in the year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's not that much different now. I mean, I, I, I'm telling you, Bama, A&M, LSU, and even Ole Miss, uh, they they can play. Speaking of Ole Miss, they have a really tough first game. They play Vandy at yeah. Vandy, and guess what? That's and see, Ole Miss is my spoiler in the West, as Vandy was in the East. They open up with Vandy, and that's going to be kind of a, a litmus test for both of them. But LSU, uh, they've got a little. I mean, excuse me, Ole Miss, they've got a little run there where they host A&M. LSU at home, and then Idaho, they're open. Then they host Arkansas at home. I think they can get a nice little run going. And uh, LSU, I think, needs to watch out when they go up to, to Oxford. Well, that's a big uh, traditional you know, rivalry game. Yeah. And you're right. Uh, Ole Miss has got talent now. You know, I, I, you would obviously say the last few years Ole Miss really probably didn't have the talent to play against the elite teams. But I think they've upgraded. I mean, their recruiting classes the last couple of years have been fantastic. So they match up. It's a depth situation for them. You know, what is their second line? You know uh, how do they play? But uh, their first twenty-two players are, are can play with anybody. So top to bottom, I've got Alabama, LSU, and Ole Miss tied at six and two. A and M five and three. Auburn with the everyone's on the bus. Gus five and four. Arkansas. This is conference play now. Obviously, uh, yeah. Uh, two and six, and then old, uh, Mississippi State. At uh, I, I hate saying it, but I think maybe the sizzle may be gone there a little bit. They're getting out recruited by Ole Miss. Uh, I, I, I maybe maybe one and eight. I mean, excuse me, one and seven or zero oh and eight for Mississippi State. Just a guess, but you have Alabama coming out of the West, South Carolina coming out of the East. Where do you see in Georgia? I see Alabama beating South Carolina in another great game like uh, the Georgia game was last year. Uh, I mean, it's such a you think about it. 
you go through the rigors of the regular season, and then you have this pressure-packed SEC championship game that determines whether you may be going for the BCS title, in most cases it does, and the losers in Orlando. Capital One. Yeah, I mean, think about that. Think about the pressure. Urban Meyer said that. I know he made a comment when Auburn played Oregon, and a lot of the other announcers were picking Oregon to beat Auburn because he said they'd been more, you know, they were in a bigger bowl game last year, and the and the pressure, he thought they'd handle the pressure better. And Urban goes, you guys don't have a clue. The pressure of having to play an SEC championship game to be able to move on to the next level, that's the ultimate pressure. Well, what about two years ago? Can we see that again, where the West was so heavy and the team that doesn't even go to Atlanta gets to play in a national championship game. It you think it's the last year of the BCS, so this yeah. is it. It could happen. I mean, yeah. listen, if, you, if you're if you a 12-1 team or 11-1 team, I guess it wouldn't be playing the conference championship game, uh, you're, a, you're a candidate to play in the BCS game. I look around the country. Who do you see playing? You have Alabama. Who do you see playing them out in uh, Pasadena? I tell you what, I like Stanford a lot. I think David Shaw has done a fantastic job. Obviously, Jim Harbaugh set that up out there, and he's made it. Trust me, they have they haven't missed a beat. They've been recruiting SEC type players. They're big. They got a big offensive line out there. They're physical on defense. I think if he beats Oregon, I think that game will be the big game. And if uh, he can win that game, I think Stanford could could make it to the national championship game. They are really really talented. People are going to start throwing things at their computer here. <laughs> Louisville doesn't play anybody, and they're in the new American Athletic Conference. Louisville has a has a schedule that is set to run the table. People say Ohio State the same way. I just don't see Ohio State combining last year and this year. They could win 21 games in a row. I don't know. But it's it, it's going to be interesting because I, I think as, as powerful as the SEC is, there are some people that are losing. They want to see somebody else. In. Yeah. And, well, you know, Louisville played, you know, beat Florida last year, you know, and the Sugar Bowl played great. I mean, they, they drum Florida. I mean, yeah. they, they're capable. But, you know, you're right. They have the right schedule. But, you know, I don't know if, uh, you know, if, if they were able to play an elite team like Alabama or something like that. I don't know how they would, you know, do too well there. But uh, you never know. And you're right, the schedule means everything. But on the Ohio State front, I will say this. I guarantee you Urban Meyer last year thought no chance we'd go undefeated with the team they had. Right. And he went undefeated. They're a better team now. But you got to have a lot of things fall your way. They won some lucky games last year. There are some games. I think the Purdue game, they were behind the whole game. And they got lucky and won it. But, you know, uh, He's, you know, he's in where he need. He he's going to dominate the Big Ten. I'll just come right out and say it. I, good good luck up there to the rest of them. This guy is going to get the elite players. He'll come into Florida and in the South and get some of the really good athletes, and they're going to be hard to beat. Well, get your pencil out and write it down. Cabase puts down Stanford and Alabama in Pasadena with Alabama winning that, I believe. Alabama. And then I'll take Louisville to play Alabama and Pasadena. We'll see. But in any case, informational purposes only, folks. No wagering intended. Please don't wager on our bets. And we'll take a look at this thing come January. We'll sort it out and maybe do a postseason podcast. Well, How maybe, about that? maybe we'll do a midseason, see yeah. where we are. When we may have to, probably, we have to adjust. <laughs> absolutely, we'll be adjusting. I'll assure you, college football, uh, you know, it's, it's so unpredictable. But uh, this is a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we uh, tell our listeners out there, we, we thought this would be cool to do. We have a lot of obviously football fans that are you know our customers and uh and people we talk about we talk about football a lot here we even though we're in the golf business trust me uh football reigns supreme even here so uh it's uh, it's been a lot of fun to do this nothing like it college football and we'll do it again thanks for joining us everyone carrie thanks for coming in and we'll do do it next time but with a golf flavor here on golf better at edwinwadsgolf.com so long everyone <laughs>